You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. time in a long time but it seems like just yesterday when we were side by side beast mode no one's blocking our way <laughs> these other guys tried it but them man ain't got the skills of brazen and davy brazen and raging bringing you the drills and spills right here in full gear about to blow up like tnt us man are too sweet brady dvp the bd elite right here in full gear about to blow up like tnt us man are too sweet brady dvp the bd elite Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for BDE Leach. You found us whatever podcast app you're using, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever it may be. And of course, twitch.tv slash upnextpodcast. Hello, Twitch room. Hello. Hello. It's Wednesday night. You know what that means. It's 420. Smoke them if you got them. Uh, how are you, good sir? I'm I'm pretty good. Yeah, I, I'm I'm absolutely stuffed uh, today. Um, went what? for a bit of a yeah, went for a bit of a meal. Uh, my mum just retired, so my brother and I took her to this really fancy like Ooh. golf club, hotel, restaurant okay. thing, and uh, it was incredible. Like three three courses, but Damn. like a three course buffet. So you first go up to like the sushi bar and all that. And get just load up on sushi and cheeses and meats and everything. And then there was like the carvery. So there was the Oof. sirloin steak. There was the chicken. There was pork belly. All I keep hearing was, is about the carveries. Oh, uh, then there was like Asian food. So there was like tandoori chicken and like barbecue pork belly. And uh, oh, it was amazing. And then a whole like dessert thing. So, you know, when you're at one of those places, like you're full, you're absolutely full, but you're like, yeah. uh, I just, I got to try a bit of everything. So my plate was absolutely loaded, just, but I'm suffering now. <laughs> my tummy is like, uh, did I really need to eat like 10 meals in one go? Probably have another up, bite, but it was good. It was Do you good. like a mint? Damn. Mm. Yeah, actually I had sushi today. I went to, I tried a place called Tokyo Kitchen. In Toronto, and actually, it was pretty good. I got a bento box lunch thing. 
Sashimi, sashimi is my is my thing. That's my that's my favorite thing. And just raw fish. That, that one's yes, just please. the the cut. Yeah, like that's just a cut of stuff. So I mean, you can get sandwiches, yeah. sashimi, or tuna and stuff like that. But yeah, mm. uh, good good stuff all around. That's that's what it's all. Whereabouts about. Whereabouts is that? I was like young and young and something. I want to think young and blue or something like that. But it was it was okay. a cool it was a cute little place. Uh, I got real excited because they had like Japanese everything food and and snacks and drinks and stuff and in the fridge i thought what looked like strong zero but it was Ooh. like the like alcohol free it's like the like they're bubbly ah. essentially so oh, uh, okay. my hopes got my hopes got up just a little Crushed. bit there. so uh send send us strong zero do you think they'll be serving strong zero in chicago for the forbidden door <laughs> Maybe, maybe, maybe they'll in, import some. You'd Do need it. Uh, what the the president of New Japan. Maybe you've got the Tony Khan with the the case of white claws, like the duffel bag of white claws. Maybe <laughs> Do they maybe exchange? he has the duffel duffel bag of uh, yeah strong zeros. Wow. Do a little switch that night could be fun. That would be pretty good. I would be down. That's that's a dream world. I I would like to live in just strong zeros, white claws, and some some wrestling. But yeah. The big news coming out of AEW, I guess, tonight is the fact that they're doing a big show. And I mean, you know, when I think of wrestling, like there's a city that comes to mind that is just been like dying for a big, big show. And like even since the pandemic, like they haven't got anything. And it's just been like, man, I know the fans are just waiting and dying. And I know, trust me, I know because like Chicago just really needs another wrestling show. I'm so happy for them, you know? I, I'm really for happy the city, for, you know? the, for the people of Chicago. <laughs> this is long, long overdue that you get some professional wrestling in the Windy City. Um, Doesn't yeah, happen often. No, not often, not often at all. And and have New Japan uh, talent there as well. Like, um, yeah, crazy, crazy. <laughs> um, to have New Japan talent in Chicago... Uh, by the way, have you watched the Windy City riot yet? That just took place three oh, days ago. Yeah, you mean the New Japan? <laughs> you mean the New Japan show that oh, just yeah, happened yeah, in, in Chicago? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, sorry, I was catching up from a few weeks ago when AEW was also in Chicago. In uh, Chicago, yeah. And then actually, I was I was uh, watching. What, 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 I swear they were just in Chicago recently again for something. But what, yeah, just. A lot of Chicago. Look at talking us fickle. And then probably Chicago in September as well. Okay, so, okay, Torontonian here. I'm manifesting. If I say because this show is in Chicago, am I crazy to say that All Out possibly moves somewhere else? Like, to what? Absolutely not. No, no I mean, s- I think you are you are crazy. They'll, they didn't see Toronto. him punk in Chicago, like, two weeks before All Out or whatever. Like, yeah, they're mad. Okay, so yeah. yeah, Forbidden Door. It's a Sunday, I think they said June twenty sixth, uh, something mm-hmm. like that, and it's taking place. It says six p.m., so it's kind of an earlier show, I guess. Is that something to do with the time change? It, just, it seems earlier than normal, unless they're taping a bunch of things and the actual show is at eight. But yeah, oh, I, I'm not sure. Um, but would that be Chicago time? I, I don't know. I I'm on. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah, Chicago are an hour behind us or ahead of us. Ahead, They're behind maybe. me yeah, in Toronto Eastern Time. I don't know about okay. you. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're all in different. Yeah, time I don't know. Times. I'm not, I'm on five different time zones at yeah. the same time at the moment. So, so, so yeah, they're going to be doing this show, and they promoted it. I mean, we're just going to talk about it now. It's we. It's this show they're calling the Forbidden Door, a pay per view, and it's a New Japan AEW crossover show here. And yeah, uh, what what's what's to what's to come? What's to be? And more importantly, uh, do we change? It's the it's the Sunday before we're going to Detroit for Dynamite, and now I'm like, huh? Do we do we change the trip a little bit? I'm just like, oh, are you kidding me? So we're gonna yeah. have, to, uh, have to see about that. I don't know. I I need to give it a few weeks thought. I need to you know get back. To I work would first. I <laughs> would like I book in holidays. Uh, I would I would like to 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 go. I would like them to announce the matches and definitely would sway people I think to definitely like traveling but I mean Chicago is the reason they do Chicago is because it does so well the fans there they love wrestling it will be a a full show and no matter what but I wish they announced things so that I would be like selfishly I I, I think a show like this that's going to be built on kind of just the matches alone not necessarily story stuff Uh, I would hope they'd get the match announcements out uh, soon you know who's going to face who because I, I feel this could be almost sort of non-canon if you know what I mean it's just yeah. you throw throw a card together and you can get that out early um, I think definitely especially I mean people I, I'm sure there are people like us who are like oh well, maybe I was thinking of doing all out and will that be in Chicago and do I want to do sh- two Chicago trips so close um, I, I think it's it's important to get these match announcements out quite quick. Okay, um, but that's What's... not really their style, is it? Um, think we didn't find out till about Danielson Omega till about a week I, before. I just, I just, you know, you know, I love predicting things, and then when they come true, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like I just, I just told myself, no, that show is it's just twenty thousand. That that tennis stadium has so many mm-hmm. people. You need a big match. It has to be that match. And then when they announced it on TV, it's like. Boom, let's go. But I think I bought the ticket. Like, yeah, I would travel. Okay, Davey, what are the matches you would travel for? What are the matches, if they announced it, there's got to be a handful of different ones. We've we talked briefly about, you know, putting together dream matchups. Now that this show is actually happening, what are some matches? Because, you know, my end game, Kenny Omega, Kota Ibushi, it's not, I don't think that's going to happen on this show. I think that's kind of... Uh, a little too uh, early there, but I don't know if Kenny would even be yeah, ready it, it, by then. or Ibushi um, even. So yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I think let's start with the centerpiece of New Japan Pro Wrestling. You've got the the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Oh, oh, I, I, I thought you were gonna. <laughs> and I think you're gonna have to go to a centerpiece and a and a pillar of AEW. So I mean, Cutie Marshall, Okada, right? That's, yeah, you that's said where we got to start. You saying centerpiece of New Japan? I thought you were referring to Toriyano because he's got to get his rematch against Mox, who definitely wants that yep. that W that back. Rematch, yeah, exactly for sure. Um, we gonna get yeah, we, we, yeah. Okay, so some matches that I definitely think would be big dream scenarios and definitely would have a lot of people traveling in for. Yeah, Okada versus pretty much anyone. Okada versus Punk. That's definitely something that would make sense, especially if they are doing this in Chicago. That seems like it could be pretty crazy. Uh, another one, obviously, Okada Danielson could be another one. If Abushi is ready, Abushi Danielson would just sound absolutely fire. Uh, in another crazy world, you know, you get FTR versus the Golden Lovers or something. But I bet this is just the start of this partnership, and they'll do more of these. Mm. I'm I'm sure. I but... mean, this could be a yearly thing, couldn't it? Yeah. Um, 
I'd like Miro to come back. Miro Ishii is a, a matchup. Eddie Kingston. Like. Yeah, I mean, talking about that Windy City riot, Eddie Kingston pretty much challenged Ishii to a match mm. in, I think, in Washington is their next special. But that would far that would be way better if they put it on a bigger scale. Like, why are they still doing those little shows if they're going to do these? I guess that's their own their own well, brand. This is stuff. strong, isn't it? This new Japan yeah, is true, right? Uh, well, Eddie Kingston Ishii definitely rings rings a bell and would be a banger. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other ones that are going on right now. Oh, Takahashi versus who? Like Sammy Guevara or Darby, something like that. Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy, yeah, true. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's there's so many combinations. I wouldn't be surprised if we see some uh, like tag matches. So maybe right. you have um, like the. Blackpool Blackpool Combat Club against maybe maybe you don't go to the Okada singles matches yet maybe you do like Okada Tanahashi versus Blackpool uh, Combat Club or something along those lines like um, and then you can if if you're gonna have this relationship go on more you can maybe build up to bigger things but United Send is big I don't know it's they're gonna it's have big matches. It's what the, the long-term plans are. And uh, I think maybe as a first time ever, they might do just a couple of tags to wet the whistle um, before having a big thing down the line. But uh, it should be a big show. I think, uh, I mean, both rosters um, have so many interesting people on where you can't really go wrong with a lot of the combinations. Yeah, you could do Samoa Joe Ishii. Uh, also, mm-hmm. that's another big one as well. But yeah, uh, I, I do think they'll they'll have to put at least a few big actual dream matches if it's in a in an arena like that. But I mean, Chicago just getting more wrestling, and I guess they always show up for it. So yeah, it looks like it could be a, a cool show, and I can't wait. Let us know what are some of the the dream matches you guys would want to see that you think will happen uh, in this Forbidden Door. I also love the name. I mean, come on, it's I, I mean, it kind of had to be. Cool. Yeah, it had it's to be it. that. Yeah, the logo uh, looks cool too. Uh, so yeah, uh, we'll be in, we'll be in Detroit for AEW, but now I'm like, oh man, definitely, uh, (laughs) looking, looking at that. And I I do, I still want to manifest that we get a Toronto show, hopefully soon. If they're doing, it'll come. Yeah, it's gotta come soon, hopefully. Uh, I'm trying to think Um, of, yeah. Well, this is, uh, yeah, this is our last show. Like this will be this time next week. I'll be, I'll be back there with you, um, we're going to, we mentioned this yesterday on Up Next, but uh, if you just, if you don't listen to the NXT show and you just listen to this show, we'll be doing a, a like Thursday afternoon show next week uh, talking about AEW because I'll be getting back kind of middle of the afternoon and I don't think I want to be like podcasting right away, jet lag and stuff. And also I just want to catch up with friends. So um, I'm sure we'll be having a few, a few bevies next Wednesday and we'll be talking all about um dynamite with the what we've got the ladder match next week we've got um it looks like a great show seven months in the making the deep shida match like it looks pretty stacked next no week, it's a stacked show we'll get into that, that should for be sure. pretty fun um and we'll, we'll definitely be covering that on bd elite on thursday next week and obviously as always just follow the socials for kind of updates of times for the live show and all that kind of stuff um before we get into the show i just wanted to bring up something because i'm sure next week we'll be We'll be drinking and, and eating and watching some AEW. Um, I, I got my allergy test results today. I okay. know I brought this up on the show last week. 
Did you um, talk about it on this show or was it a Patreon show? I can't remember. I think it was one of these shows. No, I, I think it was a Patreon I show. Ah, well, I, I, I had some allergy tests um, and they came back. Oh, shit. And basically... Drum roll, please. I, re- I really shouldn't be eating cheese. <laughs> <laughs> you jinxed I really it. Shouldn't, I really shouldn't be uh, having like any like cow dairy, oh. which I, I tend not to apart from cheese. I'd stick to my oat wow. milk. Wow. Oregano, what? or a get out of here! Oh my um, goodness! All the things you like, like you know, you know how I really like my Harry Bows, my gummy sweets, gelatin. Get the fuck out! Um, wow, they just stripped you of your your manhood. Vodka and tequila. <laughs> wow, this explains everything. Like, ladies and gentlemen, this man is my roommate. I mean, for the past few months, you haven't been, but. Those are like literally, you just named <laughs> probably all the things you consume the most. Of. Oh, and lamb, lamb as well. How are you learning? What, just eating lamb? I mean, so it's not, it's, it's sensitivities. It's not allergies. Okay. So it's not like none of this is going to kill me, but it's sure. like, hey, does your skin ever get really bad or do you ever like have bad tummies? It's and okay. Stuff? I make lamb. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it's just stuff I'm going to like try and avoid, but it's not to say, of course, I'm going to, we're going to gorge on cheese and stuff. Uh. Once in a while, but just got to be a little bit more. I'm going to, I mean, I've gone 32 years. So I haven't died, but just if I want to improve, try and not have as much of this stuff in my diet. Which, yeah, like you which eat a lot of cheese. probably a good thing. I mean, I do eat a lot of cheese. And then we so went on the tequila diet for the past like year. So like that doesn't. Like, tequila and vodka. Yeah. Like, we, I keep my spirits clear. My spirits are clear. <laughs> just like Gin I'm okay with though, it says, right. which is weird because gin is essentially vodka based. Yeah. So. I mean. Uh. I don't know. Okay, well, when you come... I was going to suggest we should go get uh, pizza at our favorite spot, but now that you're saying you can't eat cheese and oregano and tequila, like... Well, we're we're already discussing trips to... Well, let's go to Chicago and then take the car (laughs) to Detroit, which it's just going to be pizza and pizza and pizza. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. Damn. Yeah, get those... There's, like, got to be pills... Or you just get used to pooping a lot, man. Like, that's life. You're old now. Well, it's all my eczema. That's what oh. I want to sort out because of my skin. That I've had bad skin for all my life because I just live off of cheese and tequila. <laughs> Those are good things, though. Those are bad things to not be able to have. Well, yeah. you're coming home next week. Yes, we're going to be uh, chilling on the on the shows there. But then you'll be – we'll do a show on Thursday talking about uh, just – just everything. How about we? Because because I wanted to ask Sino, and he's like, "Don't ask me. I don't watch NXT anymore. It sucks." So how about we? We. I, I'm thinking of taking a break off up next. NXT was just so bad that we are going to do a double up next BD Elite on that Thursday. How about that? Wait. So you're telling me I've got to watch both shows? Yeah, now yeah, yeah. Because you don't want to do a show on Tuesday? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think this is stuff we should discuss off air. I feel like we talked about this like weeks ago and kind of came up with a plan. And now you're telling me I've got to fly and then put on the John watch Gacy on- Bron Breaker saga. <laughs> I thought you'd want to watch it. I don't that. know how fair this is. I'm already depressed that I can't eat cheese. <laughs> Trying to Bron break you. Break your... Uh- oh. <laughs> Spirit. There'll be a show next Thursday. Uh, we'll, we'll discuss this off air. <laughs> I'll watch. I'll me. watch. You're killing me here. I'll watch NXT regardless. But uh, yeah, I maybe maybe we will chill on the the Tuesday night and then do a. Sh- I, I'm I'm excited that you're coming home. So he's coming home. It's coming home. And uh, yeah, follow uh, all the socials and stuff because we'll be 
we'll be celebrating. And then, uh, yeah. And then following that, we'll, the, the podcast will continue. You can always listen to so much stuff that we have coming out on our Patreon. And it's, it's what we do. We create content and patreon.com slash up next is where you can go. Five bucks for North American tier gets you access to all these podcasts. We recorded a very, very fitting 420 podcast today. I'm going to release it tomorrow. And it was with friend of the show, Scrump, which actually the Forbidden Door pay-per-view is on his birthday in Chicago. So another ah. reason to hang out there. But That's uh, why they're doing it, isn't it? <laughs> for his birthday, yeah. Uh, yeah. And again, a guy that doesn't go to enough wrestling shows. <laughs> like he, he deserves something good for his birthday. <laughs> uh, well, he joined us today and we talked all about, if you're a 90s kid, this will be close to your heart. Turbo, a Power Rangers movie. And I, I, I give credit where credit is due. When we do reviews and stuff, you might notice that one person takes the lead and the other is usually just writing notes, but color commentary. Davey, you you led for Power Rangers Turbo, and my hat is off to you, good sir. <laughs> Talking about all sorts of great 90s. You want to hear us talk about Galactic Wizards? And... The Bermuda Triangle, which is not real. It's fake. It's false. It's not a thing. Uh, what aliens, wizards, monkeys? Monkeys yeah. are the best part. Anytime monkeys there show up, monkeys in, in it. Movies, yeah, everything's uh, better. Cars, yeah, cars, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So this was a, a nostalgia trip for sure. Talking about Power Rangers Turbo, twenty-five years ago, that movie came out. And then on the other flip side, we have that ECW <laughs> barely legal pay-per-view. So if you want violence, there's that. But you want real violence, there's the Power Rangers review. But yeah, uh, good stuff. And new new schedule will be will be dropping shortly. Um, so keep your eyes out for May because things are yeah we're, we're getting to the also summer months now, aren't we? Which is mm-hmm. quite exciting. So yeah, uh, yeah. Keep an eye on the socials at Up Next Podcast to uh, to find out our May schedule because the beginning of the month is always the best time to become a patron. But you know what? Any time's a good time to become an Up Next patron. Um, we had someone else sign up today, so shout out, uh, shout out that guy, uh, hey. CJ, I believe. So yeah, thank I mean you, CJ for becoming a uh, a patron. We we started this Patreon right before the pandemic kind of hit, and then we continued on through it, and it's just been a lot of fun. And and like I said, that North American tier gives you access to all the shows we've done, all those best matches ever, all the pay per view reviews, everything. And again, only five bucks to access all those things, and uh, yeah. Check us out and give us a shot. We love podcasting. It's fun. It's life. It's good stuff. Uh, I think that's all there is to talk about until we yeah, jump into some dynamite. I think it's time to get into some dynamite. All right, cool. Let's talk about some AEW dynamite from Wednesday, April 20th, 2022 from Britsburg. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We start off with a match, a match of legends here CM Punk versus. Don't call him Gold Dust. Dustin Rhodes. And boy, did you like Dustin Rhodes' attire here? America. Uh, the Texas uh, Texas flag, wasn't it? It's, yeah, very, uh, very proud Texan American looking. It's very Cody Rhodes. It looks like his neck tattoo, but as gear here over Dustin. Uh, so CM Punk and Dustin, this is the first time ever. They, they mentioned that these two are locking Cra- up. Crazy, because they were in the company together for a while, just never really crossed paths. I wonder in, I assume, in a tag or something at some point. But, yeah, pretty nuts. And, yeah. And Punk uh, representing the same guy you're representing right now in his 
his old Bret Hart gear. Yes, I mean, I don't know if you saw, but FTR are doing a tag match on some indie show against, what, Brock Anderson and um, Flying Brian with Tully, and it's FTR and Bret Hart. And I'm I'm having a feeling Bret Hart might show up in AEW pretty soon, especially with all, like, there, little teasing. There's been so many references between yeah. Punk, FTR. I mean, maybe we've got Blackpool Combat Club. Could you see Punk aligning with FTR and having, like, the Bret... What the? Oh my God! The, the Heart uh, the Foundation, dungeon. the Dungeon. Yeah, the dungeon. <laughs> ah, why is that the best thing ever? Yeah, who else would you put in this? Who else do we have? That's Kenny- Kyle O'Reilly. Get the fuck away from Adam Cole and those guys. Eventually, bring yeah. him in. Yeah, the Dungeon. Ty- Tyson Kidd needs to jump over. Train yeah. be in the corner. You know. Wow. Wow. Th- that's that's the greatest. That they, they should do that. One hundred percent. That's the greatest idea you could, you could have come up with. Uh, Thank you. I appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) It's so Canadian of you. You can't wait to get back to this glorious country. Look at you. (laughs) Wow. Bret Hart in the corner of Punk and FTR. And yeah, damn, that's that sounds pretty good. But Punk versus Dustin happening right now. It sounds all right. Uh, JR and Tony mentioned that they actually called Dustin's first match way back when, which is pretty cool. Uh, we have Punk who's dodging a bunch of Dustin's move and then dodges a shoulder block, which Dustin lands on his his knee there. There's a series of arm drags as well. But Punk starts to beat down on Dustin during picture in picture. I could be wrong, but was Punk doing the gold dust taunts like the what the the fuck what, what the, gold the, dust the, the, chest the chest stuff thing, the breathing. Yeah. Yeah. Gold dust. He Punk then beats down on him even more when we come back. Goldust, though, has him on the apron. Sorry, <laughs> Dustin has him on the apron and does an arm twist, which sends Punk's shoulder first onto the apron, which looks pretty cool. There's a code red from Dustin for a two count. There's then the slap uppercut from Dustin, followed up by his power slam. And then for a mixed reaction, but pretty loud reaction from this crowd, the crossroads from Dustin. Mm. Again, some booze there. But Punk kicks out of it. So Dustin hits him with a classic Texas-style pile driver, but Punk also kicks out of that. Uh, and eventually, they're, they're both back to their feet going counter for counter, and it's Punk who gets, what, an inside cradle-looking type move? He goes to the GTS, but his knee gives in, his injured knee from the match with Penta last week. So he so then he like decides for the cradle and stuff. yeah and gets the one two three and Punk beats Dustin and they do a respect they did a code of honor before the match but they do the respect angle here uh, as well but what did you think I, I like this it was it wasn't your kind of classic fast pace opener of dynamite but it was just a kind of more traditional style wrestling match and uh, like Dustin is. is for me, so impressive at like this stage in his career can still put out really solid matches and and I like seeing CM Punk go to more his his wrestling style. I think it's actually part of his game that is uh has really improved since coming back. Um yeah, so I, I quite enjoyed this. I like that Punk is continuing to work his knee injury. Uh I think it's something he should keep up because I think come the if we're going to Hangman Punk at the pay-per-view, I think that's a great thing to add for that story that maybe his knee could give out on him. Um, so I, I think that's something he should absolutely keep up. Um, whether it was just an accident that it kind of came from that botch last week and they were like, oh, just work the knee. I think it's cool that he's continuing it. But yeah, I, I enjoyed this this first match here. 
Yeah, it, it, it was slow to start, but then it slowly got into like a, another gear. And I thought both guys uh, looked pretty good t- near t- near the end of it. And the crossroads was a good spot, especially this is the first time since Cody and, and everything. But uh, yeah, as you kind of mentioned, after the match, Punk is on the, the entrance ramp about to leave. When Hangman Page music hits, he comes out and there's a stare down from Hangman and Punk because Punk was also for the past few weeks been ghost titling, which you know what that means in pro wrestling. He's gunning for that championship, which yeah. uh, if you ask me, that sounds like the main event of Double or Nothing. CM Punk and yeah, Hangman. It's, it's got to be, I would say. Yeah. Um, you've now got about, what, five weeks to build to the pay-per-view. Um, you can start having the promos, some more... Uh, they're saying, well, after this match, Punk is 17-1. and one. Um, So I don't know. He's right up there in the rankings. So maybe a couple more wins on TV and he'll definitely be number one um, to go for that. But yeah, I, I, that's, that's an interesting match, babyface, babyface. And I, I can see the crowd. Um, the, this crowd are interesting when it's face versus face. Because yeah. this crowd here, there are a lot of people behind Dustin. And there were some boos for Punk for the people that were cheering Dustin. But I think Punk Page, I feel a lot of people could um, could turn on Adam. Yeah, 100%. But that sounds like the big money match I would do for Double or Nothing. And yeah, I would like to see that match. Again, I, I think I say every week, but Old Man Punk is my favorite version of Punk. Uh, I think every, everything he does is uh, done purposely. And it's the little things that add up. We go to Wardlow, who's backstage with Mark Sterling with some security guards. He's got his match later tonight, but in order to go to his match, he's asked to be escorted and handcuffed to the entrance. So he gets handcuffed, and Sterling says, oh, and MJF says, eat shit, pig, thanks. And Wardlow replies, oink, oink, bitch. See, what did we say last night on Up Next? Adding bitch to Add anything. Bitch to everything. It's great. So, oink, oink, bitch. Wardlow's ready to fight the butcher later tonight. But, yeah, this was pretty quick. Mark Stelling's all over these shows now, isn't he? It's great. I he's pretty be- good in the yeah. role, but it's just like you then look and he's, he's front row and you're like, wow, you ran really quick from backstage to get there with Tony Nese. <laughs> <laughs> that last week, yeah. yeah you can't leave Tony. He did, it happened again this week. He was just chatting to Tony Nese and then he's with Jade. All over the place. We go to our next match, which is the Blackpool Combat Club, meaning Danielson, Moxley, and Yuda versus the team of Brock Anderson, Dante Martin, and Lee Moriarty. Uh, Danielson comes out with his music, Mox with his, and Yuda with his. I think I, I'm not a fan of Yuda's music. I, he kind of changes gear. He's got like the the blood on his gear. Well, I found this funny because I wrote in my notes, "Oh, Yuta's." borrowed jay white's pants and they then do, yeah. later in the night jay white comes out and i'm like oh no he probably did literally borrow his pants and just write Utah on them yeah it has the bcc uh, but it was, like, I, I liked i liked it i think it's a better look for him than the especially in this role now uh it it's definitely better than like the color like the purple and the yellow and all that i need to see him i need to see him get either just use like there was there was there was what people were reporting danielson got Tony Khan to purchase his song. And it was that song from like WWE 2K a few years ago. Passion. Blow my mind. Blow my mind. Yeah. So people thought that was going to be like the team theme, which is like, all right. But like 
them coming out, they need like maybe a specific one song because Yuta's kind of sounded. He needs to look tough. I need Yuta to shave his head, grow the beard a bit more, be be way more aggressive. Uh, but let's see if he does that in this match because it's these three against the, these three: Lee, Brock, and Dante. And the Blackpool Combat Club attack them right away as the bell rings, and William Regal is on commentary and starts talking about Brock Anderson and starts talking about how he's had some legendary memories with Arn Anderson. And Regal mentions that he once went on a three-day bender with Arn Anderson and he still needs to find his liver. That was our Regalism of the... His liver's somewhere in the... (laughs) Liver's in the Mirage Hotel. Vegas? He's like, yeah, Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Brock gets beat down on from all three of them, like tagging in and out. When finally tags in Lee, who's on fire with flying clothesline and a series of moves to Danielson... When Danielson finally stops him in his track with a good old slap to the face, which then they brawl even more. He eventually back suplexes Danielson, which looked nice. Dante's in, though, hitting a series of moves and hits this crazy high springboard splash to the outside. I mean, this guy goes to space and back when he jumps up Mm. there. He eventually goes back in the ring but gets caught in the bully choke when Lee tries to break it up by kicking Yeah, this was from another springboard. Yeah, again, springy, yeah. Into the bully choke, which is pretty impressive. Lee tries to break it up with kicks, but Mox doesn't let go of Dante and says, yeah, hit me again. Hit me, hit me. So finally, let's go. And they start to go at it. Uh, There's Brock who's in and he gets beat up by Yuta. And then it's a slugfest. All three combat club guys are beating down on the others. There's the Danielson elbows. The the Sorry, I think it's Mox doing the elbows, Yuta doing the elbows, and Danielson doing the I'm going to kick your head in stomps and well it's a it's the match is over and the blackpool combat club win yeah i think it's paradigm shift to done sorry yes paradigm shift afterwards from mox and it's over what, what i liked with this was um yuta right away i think the first move he does is a bow and arrow and he's grabbing at the nose which is already stuff that is kind of new to his game and i think having regal there on commentary is great because he's like, oh, this is what we've been working on. So Yuta's obviously been very technically sound, but you're seeing him add in the the like meaner elements. And uh, if you listen to our show, What's Next, we talk about Regal on commentary quite a lot. And he always mentions scurfing, which is just yes. basically grinding down your opponent, putting their face in the mat, elbows to the side of the head, just like doing stuff which isn't going to win you the match, but just hurts. And I really like that you saw Yuta starting to incorporate this this scurfing, all this stuff into his into his game. And I also think it was the right um, decision, even though Dante Martin's probably the highest profile on that team. I think he's the the least like the combat club of the opposite team. You know what I mean? I think Brock, like you look at him, he's kind of Arn's kid. He's uh, a bit beefier. You can imagine him working this style. Moriarty is one of the guys Danielson shouted out of yeah. being a technical wrestler, whereas Dante's this high flyer. So I think it actually made a lot of sense him taking the pin here, being the most opposite the the BCC. Uh, but these guys are just, it's fun to just watch them uh, kill people. And I think the, the added element of you to kind of trying to be like those guys is quite interesting to me. Yeah, 100%. I think uh, Lee Moriarty should be the one that is another addition to that group and let them keep joining this mm. this uh, thing. I do think there needs to be some sort of uh, like 
what not they don't they they need jackets you know what i mean like there needs to be some sort of more yeah. unifying I, thing i don't know though i quite like how danielson came out in basically his classic white t-shirt but now a bcc on it mox is in the hoodie i kind of like that they all and even coming out to their own entrance it's just it's more they're not necessarily a team, but this is where they train. So I, I quite like that for this club. They do still have their individuality with it. I, I would like a entrance like they all walk. They should just all walk through the crowd with mocks like the shield, you know, BCC. Uh, we go to Tony Khan. Oh, sorry. No, we go to the elite backstage. The young bucks are just dressed kind of normal. They look, they look good here. Yeah, and- they're all in black. <laughs> And they say, hey, are we rolling, Brandon? Just like that. And then he's like, yeah. Oh, and he kind of says, you're not going to make fun of me today. And the Bucks are sad. And Kyle steps in and goes, guys, what's going on? Where's the young Bucks we know? Where's the rompers? Where's the $5,000 shoes? Where's the feisty Bucks? And the Bucks say, look, I know we don't see eye to eye. And Kyle says, yes. Well, we may have lost to Jurassic Express, but tonight I'm going to face Jungle Boy and beat him to go into the Owen and Kyle says, don't worry, because we are still the undisputed elite. Finally saying that name. They're not going with the Paragon, the undisputed elite. Mm. And he says he's going into the Owen when Adam Cole says that there's, they got to regroup and get together. And that next week there's going to be a 10-person man, like a 10-man match, five on five, with the Bucks hopefully being in their corner. So he asks if they'll be there. So... Yeah, uh, which I think they then announce. A couple of things from this. I, I enjoyed um, Kyle's calling them the FTRs and the Jungle Cruisers. <laughs> uh, and I think Bobby's only line was like, Cole was going like, the Bucks lost to FTR. Um, I lost to Hangman twice. You lost to Jurassic Express. And Bobby just goes, wait, we lost? We lost. <laughs> we lost. Um, but the line that stood out for me was, um, all your friends, they're gone, but we're still here. Uh, now, there have been reports of the Good Brothers contracts coming to an end at Impact, um, with Adam Cole bringing out Jay White later, and we know the Bucks have kind of been like not cool with Adam taking things in control. I wouldn't be surprised if we see uh, the Good Brothers coming back to join with the Bucks and eventually Kenny down the line. Um, so I think just more seeds being planted. The very fact all your friends, they're gone. I don't think it'll be too long before we see some other friends show up. All your friends are dead. Push Mm. me to the edge. Yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't surprise me. That could be something that happens. I'm not too interested in the good. I I like the good brothers, but I'm not interested in most of their matches. You know what I mean? Me neither. I like the, yeah, like they're fun. Just kind of, they are behind them with danglies. 100%. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I love them. The contract, maybe not, but I, I, no, I don't for know. Sure, this, but, yeah. this this line just stood out to me, and especially with the news coming out that they are their deals are coming to an end. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised seeing them pop up, and especially I, I think they wanted to work like New Japan dates and things like that. And we've got that relationship going. It kind of them coming into the fold uh, sort of makes a bit of sense. I think. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing where they can go with the the whole Red Dragon, Adam Cole, and sorry, the Undisputed versus Elite. I think still the, the money match that you will build to is the three on three, which is the Elite versus Red Dragon and Cole, like that Kenny coming back mm. and stuff. That's the obvious big match you would do. Yeah, we go to Tony Khan. 
who's got a big announcement. And it is kind of what we mentioned off the top of the show, which is the Forbidden Door pay-per-view that's happening. He brings out the president of New Japan, but he doesn't get to talk. Instead, Adam Cole just is on the screen again and says, uh, I'm going to tell my story. And I'll just – he basically scoops uh, Tony Khan here. He's like, I'm going to give away what your thing is. Apparently, Adam Cole mm-hmm. knows all the details of the New Japan show. Yeah. He says June 26th, the United Center. Well, I think him and Britt do drink with Tony quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. Like, well, TK, I got this. Don't worry, I got this. I think it's maybe they were like, we'll just explain it and have someone. I don't know. I don't know what the reason was. But he says, the Forbidden Door. And on Rampage this Friday, we're going to get a sneak preview of the Forbidden Door. Because in an Owen Hart Foundation tournament qualifier, Adam Cole is going to go one-on-one against... Tamahiro Ishii, which, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to watch Rampage again, but sounds great. And he says that he also has friends and special people in New Japan, which then Jay White, Switchblade, comes out. He cuts a promo now. What's going on? He says, I'm the one who single-handedly sold out Madison Square Garden, so it's not about AEW. It's not about New Japan. It's about... The Undisputed Elite and the Bullet Club. So now these teams these teams are getting ridiculous. There's now the Undisputed Elite Bullet Club. That's happening here. Yeah. What's going on? Uh, but anyways, yeah. So he makes it clear that there's some alignments, which could lead to what we kind of said, that maybe there is multi-man matches with teams versus certain teams or whatnot. But yeah, Jay White showing up here and the Forbidden Dora show is announced. Not not the best way I would have kind of announced this show. I, I think this kind of was a little backwards where you could have just had Tony Khan announce this thing, have Adam Cole interrupt them live in the ring, which maybe would have just stood out a bit more. But, yeah. I, I didn't mind it. I, I saw a lot of people online kind of saying the same thing as you. Uh, I think Tony Khan is quite an awkward person when making these announcements. So I think it actually was better coming from Adam Cole. And uh, it, you, you, you do a lot of things in just a short space of time. You hype up a match against Ishii on Friday, which, again, they, they seem to be stacking these rampages and actually making you want to watch it. Um, you're hyping the Owen tournament. And, you're, um, and I think you're, you, made, you made this announcement to have someone from New Japan come in right away. I, I thought it was a, a good thing. And also furthers that, that potential story um, with the inner friction of the undisputed elite. So I didn't mind it. Um, and at the end of the day, it's, it's the news of this, this show that's getting everyone hyped. So, um, in the past, they, like with the, with other things, they've just thrown a graphic on and saying, this is what we're doing. So I, I thought this achieved quite a lot in a short space of time. So I didn't mind the announcement. Uh, I'm just genuinely exciting. I am. Yeah, I am genuinely hyped for it. If done right, I think, and I think they will do these things right. Uh, they could be some pretty good shows. I'm not asking for weekly, you know, co- shows that mix and mash these things and in new Japan and AW always, you know, in bed together like that, but having like big special shows like this could, is the right way to kind of do that. Look, ring of honor used to do it all the time. The war of the worlds or whatever. Mm. And those were some of the most fun shows to go to. Live, especially Toronto, we used to get those shows, but those were in like small little, you know, Ricky Dick arenas where these are kind of bigger. And I think now there is an audience that would be interested. It's interesting. It's interesting to see if maybe it would, maybe that's why they, they thought Chicago was safe. 
like a safe bet. They know people will go to these these shows. There is the crowd there. But uh, Ishii, Adam Cole also on Rampage sounds pretty awesome. So, yeah, I'm probably going to have to watch that this Friday. Uh, yeah, also, be good. Uh, while, while on the Rampage uh, kick, Garcia versus Kingston is also on that show. So, yeah, yes, please. Lance Archer versus Serpentico and Jade versus Marina, which there was a little quick Jade uh, promo backstage mentioning her match with Marina, and she's not like phased at all, and she, all she cares about is the baddie section and basically says buzz off. But yeah, that match is actually happening on Rampage as well, which which could be good. I, I mean, could could this be a setting up for like a surprise upset because they've built this for a few weeks now, and the whole thing has been Jade really being like who i don't know who this person is it's kind of i i'm enjoying the jade run but it it kind of makes marina look a bit shit if the whole time jade is going i don't know who this girl is i don't care but she's done mma i don't care and then she beats her or unless you lean in and really have these the baddies um because now we've got yeah velvet and kira hogan involved which could could kind of um, cost Marina the match here, but uh, I'm I'm happy that this is a unit now. I I like both Red Velvet and Kira Hogan, and I've I've been surprised it's taken this long for Kira Hogan to be on TV. So I think this this unit will will work of the baddies, the baddie section, the baddies. Yeah, uh, Jade doing all this with Marina makes me believe Marina's gonna like give her the ultimate test. Go all the way, almost beat her, and like you said, maybe the baddies do get involved, and that's costs her. But yeah, I think that will be a good match. I'm interested. Jade, for me, the character and everything she says is great. It's still just kind of the wrestling, but I, I did like her match. What with was it with Tay with Ty on the pay per view? So you know, she, yeah, the pay per view. Yeah, yeah, she's got better. I like that match than the other women's match on that show. Uh, we go to Eddie Kingston. A quick, sorry, no, we go to the Butcher, who's got a match up against. Wardlow or Pig, as MJF calls him, as he comes out with the butcher. But MJF is with Sean Spears up in like a skybox because he's hiding from Wardlow. And MJF talks about what uh, Ben Rothsberger. Uh, yeah, the the quarterback. Yeah, the I remember Steelers. that guy. Yeah, uh, he then says Wardlow, nobody likes you, and you're not even going to get music tonight. So Wardlow comes out to with security while he's handcuffed and then just his lights and he walks out no music and then he's going up against the butcher and well it's kind of a hoss fight early on there's running shoulder blocks and some clubs and some strikes eventually the butcher has control and hits a power bomb on wardlow which was pretty impressive but then wardlow comes back the power bomb symphony i think it was three in a row one two three wardlow wins the match and just kind of stares down uh with uh, MJF here, but uh, quick, quick, pr- pretty quick match here. Yeah, it didn't do a whole lot for me. Um, I, I, I like both guys. It was meat slapping meat, but um, it was, it, I don't know. It, it didn't do a whole lot for me, to be honest. Yeah, uh, well, MJF is pissed in the, the box and we'll hear from him a little later. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sports book, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. 
Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Eddie Kingston has a promo, and he's talking about Daniel Garcia, and he says, I, I can't wait to, to get my hands on you. I can't wait to hurt you. He says, Jericho, I want you to watch what I do to Garcia. And Garcia, your friends and family in Buffalo ain't going to recognize you after I beat you up. So he says, I don't sow, I just reap. So reap what you sow. Also says that uh, both like teammates are, are all banned from ringside, so it will no just interference. Be Eddie one on one with no one there. Yeah, this sounds pretty high. I'm pretty sure I've. They've this de- should be good. They've definitely I fought before. I think I've seen this match before. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, for this I, match. I, th- I think they had a match recently on one of the like smaller shows. Did they not? But. Uh, and they've been feuding forever. Even before this feud, he was feuding with Garcia and 2.0. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but I'm sure this will be a, a pretty good match as well. Uh, Both are kind of really on a bit of a roll at the moment. So, Yeah, damn. Uh, Chris Leone in the Twitch chat's asking if there's any update on the baddie section in Detroit. So we'll we'll get an update back when Jade replies to us getting in the baddie section, hopefully. Yeah. We go to We're going to our- RT the tweet. Like, keep on at him. Get at Jade, yeah. Well, well, well ne- <laughs> from next week, we can start taking photos together, can't we? The, the three of us. Yeah. And we'll superimpose B Detroit in the pictures as well. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're going to get in the baddie section, guys. If we, yeah. if we believe it, we can achieve it. We go to our next match. It's a qualifying match for the Owen Hart Tournament. And it is Kyle O'Reilly versus Jungle Boy Jack Perry. And we get some... Quick mat wrestling and kind of counter for counter here, which was very impressive from both guys here. Uh, Kyle eventually counters the classic rope jump arm drag from Jungle Boy right into an arm bar. This is like, yeah, this again, is lovely. smooth as hell. And Jungle Boy realizes he's in trouble, quickly grabs the ropes. Kyle remains in control, hits three butterfly suplexes, but on the third, like, makes it almost like a face buster flattener. During Picture Picture, Kyle works on him even more. But when we come back, Jungle Boy finally sends Kyle to the outside, hits a tope, and then another one to the outside, and then comes in but gets dragon screwed. But eventually counters another move into the jumping Tornado DDT, but rolls through into a guillotine of his own. So commentary here, we're actually pretty good at being like, oh, wow, so Jungle Boy is now 
taking Kyle to his own kind of game here. He mm. could have just went for the pin off his like one of his patented moves, but instead he he's taking Kyle to the mat with the guillotine. Eventually, though, Kyle gets out of it, but runs into a belly-to-belly into the turnbuckle. There's then a series of running forearms. There's a tree of woe drop kick. There's then ankle locks. There's submissions. There's snare traps. There's a superplex and then an inside cradle. There was some crazy back and forth and some near falls here. But eventually, it's Kyle, who has Jungle Boy laid out, climbs to the top, sends him down, and hits the flying knee, which we've seen him use in NXT quite a, a bit for winning some matches. And Kyle O'Reilly puts away Jungle Boy to advance into the Owen Hart Foundation tournament. And uh, as I was thinking, damn, that's a proud Canadian. Well, that's what the commentary said, too. The, yeah, this was great. Um, when Kyle O'Reilly came to AEW, this was a match I thought I'd like to see. That mm-hmm. would be one you like. You never really think of before. And then you're like, oh, actually, Jungle Boy, Kyle O'Reilly, that could be really good. And it, it absolutely was. Did, did they say this is Kyle's first singles match, I think, in AEW? It must be, yeah. Which is crazy. Um, I love the little touches Kyle does. Like whenever he hits a suplex or whatever, he'll always keep the sort of headlock still in. So then like apply like a squeeze and a, uh, I, it's those kind of things. And then to transition from submission to submission, um, that superplex into the, the brain buster at the end was really nice stuff. Um, just really smooth wrestling. I did find it funny though. JR, like right at the beginning, I think it's Kyle's just, got locked in a, a top wrist lock and he's like, ah, oh, you don't see many people utilize the, the top wrist lock like that anymore. And then Tony says, yeah, not many people do the top wrist lock. And like, he goes, I know they should, they should be doing a top wrist lock. I'm like, JR, at the end of the day, it's a top wrist lock. Like chill out. <laughs> no, JR, I want to see topes and super kicks and Canadian destroyers. Yeah. Don't, don't no. try to control the narrative here. <laughs> I want a whole match of a top wrist lock, please. Yeah. Um, but no, th- this is my match of the night. Oh, easily. It's yeah. Really, really good stuff. The kind of wrestling I really love. Yeah, honestly, we know Kyle O'Reilly is awesome. We sung his praises for years in you know Red Dragon and Undisputed Era, but it was really his solo run even years ago with that match with Kushida. But then that 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 first match with Finn Balor really really brought it to him to the next level. And I can't wait to see Kyle O'Reilly do more single stuff. And here he advances. Yes, a proud Canadian here in this Owen Hart tournament. Man, I can't wait to see like some of the matches that we get him paired up with and, and stuff. But yeah, uh, this delivered. He, he'd for me. be my dark horse winner. Exactly. Yeah, like um, how awesome would that be? Because honestly, like this guy can deliver. Danielson Kyle O'Reilly one on one is a match that needs to happen and be a big thing as well. But this this did deliver. I do love Jungle Boy. Seeing him mat wrestle and reach the type of skill that Kyle has was also very impressive. Uh, and we, we get to see this, like th- this guy's still the tag champ. So him losing doesn't really hurt him too, too much here, but I, I thought this was great. Easily the highlight of this whole show and highly recommend to watch, but love, loved it. These are two of my kind of favorites too. And especially that they're, they're in tag teams, like as of late for past years, really, but love them. Uh, MJF is with Alex Marvez and he calls him a stupid old man. And he's talking about men. He's talking about children. He's talking about snakes and he says, "Pig, you are a snake, but you are my prey." Or does he say he's the snake? He says that uh, people are confused why I would call myself a snake because a snake is like a bad thing. But he says, "Well, you know, all it takes from a snake is one bite." 
So he's just saying, like, Wardlow, when I've got you, like, all it's going to take is one thing and I'll have you down. And he says, ain't that right, Mr. Roberts? And in walks Jake, the snake, Roberts, who then takes a, a bunch of money from MJF. And he started, I mean, MJF going off. Roberts starts going off on some tangents here. He's going off about, it doesn't matter about these wins and losses or these championships that these little boys walk around shining. It's all about this. And he holds up the, the pack of money there. He's like, it's all about money. It doesn't matter. Nothing else matters. And then in walks the murder hawk, who's his client. And it, he kind of interrupts him at an awkward time where they, they're talking over each other. But then he's like, yeah, it's basically he's going to be paid out by MJF to, to face Wardlow. Well, this is, this is furthering like Archer being like annoyed at Jake because MJF has paid Jake for, for Archer to take out Wardlow. And Archer just storms in and is basically, I don't give a shit about the money. I just want to fight Wardlow and snatches the money and throws it away. So it's just showing that it's happened a few times. They've kind of called on it in, in recent weeks, but that's kind of what they were doing a couple of months ago where Jake would be talking and Archer would just shut him down. And do you remember that he cost him that match in, I think, the Eliminator tournament or something right. like that? Um, so I think it's reheating that up. But Jake's promo was weird. He was talking about, yeah. you know, when you when you hit a kid and then you tell them to, that you just fell off the swing. And I'm like, dude, sorry, what? What are we doing with the swing? <laughs> no why wonder why Archer was like, uh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just having a match. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he he said, doesn't he say like, hey, I don't want the money. It's I just want to face Wardlow because everybody dies. So, yeah, Wardlow, Lance Archer is going to happen. We go to Hook. Yes, it's the dynamite in-ring debut of Hook. He's wrestled quite a few times on Rampage, uh, but here's his first time wrestling on Dynamite, and he's going up against Anthony Henry. I was convinced this was the Taco Bell guy, but then after doing some uh, journalistic research, I found out that this this is Asher Hale from NXT. Remember him? Don't lie to me. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, the the workhorse man. Uh, he's, he's the workhorse he man, with yes. J.D. Drake. Yeah. Uh, well, Anthony Henry doesn't get much offense in here. Hook throws him around the ring. There's belly-to-bellies. There's then the cross-face punches there. And then eventually Danhausen's there for some reason. Hook is not phased. He's unfazed. Hits the red rum. And there's a tap-out. And he wins the match. And Danhausen continues to try to talk to him. He, he sounds like he says he wants to fight him. And Hook just walks off. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, I, I like Hook. I, I like Anthony Henry. I think if, if we didn't have Hook on this sort of just at the moment where he is, is just running through guys, I think uh, this would be a really good match because uh, stuff I've seen from Anthony Henry outside of AEW, he's really good. Um, not into this Danhausen stuff whatsoever. Uh, I know they're doing like the odd couple thing with those two. Yeah. Um, but a, a hook Danhausen match does nothing for me. But I think there is an audience for it. This crowd actually seemed really into it when Danhausen was trying to to curse, curse hook. him. And then when they were teasing the match, this this crowd seemed up for it. So uh, I'm not the audience for it, but I think there is an audience for it. Maybe they become a tag team. I, I think that's where it's going. Which I is weird. Do the odd couple tag team thing. Yeah, Hookhausen. I just don't understand how 
like this is where Hook is from where he he everyone was like oh it's, he's sick he's awesome look at this push and then it's, it kind of feels like it's a step a step down I feel like it's it's a strain I'm saying this now but hey maybe it, maybe it will work here maybe it's like RK bro but with a demon guy who has teeth around in a jar yeah. and curses people and a guy who comes out to action Bronson and hurts people maybe it's something great and we don't even know it yet so maybe i we you know yeah see. i mean i always tend to enjoy the odd couple things you know like booker t gold dust like riddle Pete dunn or riddle and orton uh that they, they it tends to be quite fun the odd couple stuff but i, I just don't find dan hasn't housing funny or entertaining yeah it's a little weird i do like all. hook and his theme song uh speaking of i our- tried I listen to the AW podcast every now and then. I dip in and out. And there's some really interesting uh, chats on there. And I queued up the one for for Danhausen a couple of weeks ago. Got through about 30 seconds, and it was just him in character. And I was Uh, like, (laughs) I can't do it. Yeah. He's he's for a different... uh, It's different. It's different, for sure. Yeah. Speaking of RK Bro, though, did you see that they put out an RK Bro 420 shirt? Oh, yeah. WWE finally being like, yeah, weed's cool. It's fine. It's great. Man, you know, RVD saw that today and was like, fuck's sake. Are you serious? <laughs> All those times? All those times? God damn it. Different world now. Yeah, Different times. It is. Well, we get Frankie Kazarian backstage. Hey, look, it's Frankie Kazarian. And Scorpio Sky is there with him. And Scorpio looks a bit different. He says he's had a lot of time to reflect and he kind of cuts this babyface promo saying, you know, Frankie, we've always been friends and t- together and you helped me get where I am and you'll always be my friend. And then Frankie says, Hey, you know, I'll always have your back too. So he shakes his hand. Uh, but yeah, a little interesting here. Yeah. I, I was trying to work out. Is this, is this Scorpio sky being sincere or right. or is he just like manipulating his his former friend? And I think it works either way because I think he is now the baby face in this story with with um with Sammy, but you can easily switch it and have the have him turn on Frankie down the line. Yeah, because Scorpio I, I didn't I wasn't a fan I know they like capitalizing on this this heel Sammy Guevara, but I wasn't a fan of uh, them taking the belt off Sky at, on Rampage last week. You mean Battle we of the really Belts? Mentioned. Yeah, we didn't really Battle talk of the belts. about it. Yeah, yeah. just um, yeah, just just a nothing run. I kind of felt for the guy like he's he had w- two title defenses. One was against Wardlow, where he kind of uh, MJF interfered, so he got the win that way, and then lost to Sammy. So. Um, I don't know. Maybe this is a babyface turn for the whole um, whole uh, American Top Team Men of the Year guys. Did you check out uh, the Hangman out of goal match as well? I did. Yeah. Yeah, that was all right. And then I turned it off because I was so offended. I was so upset. I was furious. Uh, I, it, it ruined my Easter, to be honest. Yeah. I I couldn't I couldn't have any chocolate after that. I shut off. I saw. Me. I saw the the crown of thorns, and I shut it off. And I instead, I put on my favorite Mel Gibson movie. Instead, mm. that's what I did. You know, I I will take 
multiple super kicks to the face. I, I, I can accept uh, coffins. I can accept flaming barbed wire tables. But don't you dare put a crown of thorns on a man's head. I wear this crown. Yeah. We go to Sammy. Sorry, there's a video for Thunder Rosa as well talking about uh, how she finally slayed the beast and she's looking to double or nothing. Again, kind of how they treat their champions. Like, eh, this is a little video yeah. for you. Yeah. We just give you a video package. Except here's a champion, the new champion, TNT champion, Sammy Guevara, out in the ring with his girlfriend, Taya, Tainara Conti, I mean. And he says that he's a three-time TNT champion. And he says, I did it, and I did it with you, the love of my life. And... Uh, this is when he's cutting a promo and he goes, I don't know why all these people here, you turned on me. Why did you turn on me? And there's just a series of boos for Sammy Guevara here. And he says, I know why you boo me. It's because my girlfriend is hotter than yours. And then they both talk into the mic and say, be mad. And then they kind of make out a little bit. When mm. the men of the year come out, and here we have Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky with Dan Lambert, but they're in a different mood here. They're definitely like kind of playing the baby face. Ego tells him, you better shut up before we kill you, essentially, is what he's saying to him. Uh, and then that's, that Scorpio is upset about this, this loss, but they want a rematch. And Lambert says that these people don't like you, Sammy. And then goes off and mentions, was it his, his grandfather used to say that the youth is wasted on the young because they lack experience. And Sammy, you lack experience and says the only reason we're not sending Sky and Paige down there to beat you up and give you a pounding that your girlfriend dreams about is because uh, we, we want this rematch. You know, we're going to we're going to respect that. But this is when Sammy says, I don't care about your Dead grandpa. <laughs> and then gets more booze here. He's but. a heel now. I yeah. Don't shit about your dead granddad. It, remi- it reminded me of, you know, that like meme of that kid, you know, the kid who's like, it's a video in like a classroom and the kid's like, don't make me say it. I'm going to say it. I don't care. You broke your elbow. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? He's, no, but I'll. Yeah, you have to look it up. It's like, he's so mad. I, I don't care. You broke your elbow. I don't care about your dead grandpa. Uh, so Sammy is now a heel, which I think is easily the right way. I think you could have leaned into it even more so. The crowd are right there in the palm of your hand, and the best you could do is I don't care about your grandpa. Uh, I think I, I, I think it was all on his delivery. Yeah, I, I thought I think he's a good heel, but I thought he was a little weak in this segment. Yeah, I I, I think Sammy is capable of taking this heel character and making it a big thing, but I I think he could have he could have leaned into it a bit more. Uh, in this, but I didn't. I didn't um, hate it. Yeah, I. I'm actually quite. I hope it's not just for this feud. I'm actually quite interested in Men of the Year going forward as baby faces, but still got that that sort of edge they've had. Like I, I always like Paige on the mic when he's just fired up and and yelling. And Dan Lambert, like just you tone him down, you give him lines but now attacking the heels I, I think it could work and it actually makes me a bit more interested in this team but this did feel very this, this is where AEW gets a little um, it's when it's very hyper and a lot of things are thrown at you so it 
they say, right, well, I'm only going to give you the title match if I get a mixed tag match. And it's like, all right, you can have a mixed tag match. Cool, ladder match next week. And you're like, sorry, sorry, what's the match? So it's we get the ladder match next week for the title, and then we'll get the mixed tag match down the line. It just seemed a little backwards. Normally it would be, okay, you can have the title match, but first you got to beat me in a, in a mixed tag or whatever. But And then I don't know where ladder match came from. It was just, sorry, did he say ladder? And then it's until Excalibur like confirms it. Okay, we got TNT ladder match next week. Yeah, it was um, a little weird. It was a little strange. A, a lot going on. You just needed um, Sammy to just be dickhead. You ha- The crowd were there from the get-go. They were there. They're, you're mm. the new instantly. You're the new Cody. You're the, the wrestling fans yeah. see an actual relationship on screen character. They boo it because it's something they can never have true love. Exactly. So that's why these heels get over so well. No, I'm fucking. But around. I think but still, the match could be really good. Oh, 100. percent Yeah, it's yeah. become kind of the the since that Cody Sammy match that was awesome. So I can't wait to see what these guys can do. But I do see Sammy retaining. I want to see him lean into this heel character. I want to see him talk about his vlogs and. Being over the top, like, dude, lean into the what you what you know what. If people want to hate you, that it's working. So do yeah. it for sure. And I always, I do. He's naturally th- a heel. Yeah, hundred percent. And I, I and I do think Sammy, like in ring, is still just fantastic. So like, speaking of New Japan crossover stuff, like I mentioned, Osprey, Sammy would be awesome. But Sammy versus like one of the what like uh, juniors would be pretty interesting uh, mm-hmm. as well. But yeah. Uh, this was good. It was okay. I think, I think I, I'm interested in the Sammy character though. And then the latter match sounds good. We get the house of black backstage is one of these vignette videos where they're in the dark. They're always chilling in dark rooms. They're pretty much like yeah. my, our, our kitchen right now because the light, uh, in the kitchen blew yesterday. So it, this is pretty much, uh, the, I, I just walk around like the house of black in the dark now. Uh, the house of black say you refuse to draw blood. And the House of Black had to change the narrative. Great choice of words there, guys. He says, the house needed to do so. There will be ashes, will be washed away by your shame. The house is owed a debt. So next week, the sun dies. So the House of Black are... Yeah, he talks about Icarus flying too close to the sun, but we are the sun. And the... Oh, yeah, something like that. Um, I, was, I was confused. Are they still are they talking, still about, talking Fuego? about Fuego del Sol? <laughs> <laughs> I think so, because Del Sol, the sun... Insert everything we said about these guys from last week oh and move God. on. Like, what the fuck are they talking about? Um, this is, yeah, they're going to be push, pushing Bron Breaker off of perches soon, aren't they? Um, <laughs> no. I think these guys are, like I said last week as well, I think these guys are on the back burner until there's uh, bigger things to come. But yeah, this is still pretty. They just- become more and more lame to me every week. They become posers. It's like, cool, you've got tattoos and you wear black. All right. Like, you, just you wrestle. Cool. Yeah. You're getting way less cool every week. The more you're talking about fucking Icarus and blades and suns and, like, all this shit. Like, just, well, it's just you, say, hey, Fuego, we're going to fuck you up next week. It's because um, there's too many I, teams. Like, you can't be and, pushing... And they're bullet, with Fuego. Cl- sorry, you can't be pushing, like, Combat Club at the same time pushing this trio. Like, there's so many trios. I think it's time for the trios title to, to pop up here because there's so many different trios and groups and... All sorts of stuff. That's why you can't like put too much focus on these guys because they're trying to make these that trio get over, you know. So eventually, but those, if you, you're giving them airtime here, but you're giving them airtime here, and I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And this is every week. So if if you're going to give them the time, at least make it substantial. And this isn't. 
This is just hocus pocus bullshit. Don't fly too close to the sun. Next week, the sun yeah. dies. Therefore, the world could end next week. The sun dies. Yeah, they're going to murder Fuego. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have Cody to back him up. Betrayer, no. Cody. Dead. Yeah, wow. To rip too fast to Fuego. We go to our next match. It's a qualifier for the Owen. It is Danielle Camella versus Britt Baker. Do you recognize Danielle Camella? Vanessa Bourne. Yeah, Bad we talked and bougie. About, yeah, we used to talk a lot about her in uh, NXT, and this is the what? This is the first time she's showing up here in AEW, at least I on Dynamite. Think so, yeah, yeah, she, I think she's maybe done some dark and elevation stuff, but yeah, this first first Dynamite match. Well, Britt Baker has a huge Pittsburgh entrance. She's got the 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 black and yellow. She's got the Steelers. Everyone's got the the towels. She's even got Pittsburgh Steelers with her. Uh, I'm sorry, Harris and Fr- oh man, I'm I don't I'm sorry, I don't know who these people are, but Fryermeyer, I think it was uh, Najee yeah. Harris and Pat Freiberg or yeah. something. We Shout out Steelers, go Steelers! <laughs> I watched. Shout out men who throw a ball in Pittsburgh. Well done. I watch. I watch real football. Okay. <laughs> yeah. CFL. No. <laughs> Where wrestling legends are ma- are made. Britt Baker versus Camella here, and Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh is super hot for DMD here. Uh, there's some back and forth pinning attempts here. Danielle kind of showing, trying to show off some of her technical ability, uh, and then uh, grabs at one point the the Steelers towel and starts swinging it around in the air, kind of taunting Britt Baker. When Britt gets fired up, it starts beating her down, hits her series of moves like the swinging neck breaker, and then the stomp. Um, don't, don't, don't let Will Ospreay see you do the, the stomp here. He'll get really upset. Uh, then we have DMD lock in the lockjaw and it's a tap out and Britt Baker with, wins. With one of the football gloves. Yes. Steelers the, gloves. Uh, Great. Yeah. Let's go Steelers. There's a promo um, after, but the match was pretty quick. Yeah. I, I, it was a short match, but I thought it moved in slow motion. I didn't think it was very good at all. Um, and which I think is a shame because I think Britt Baker in Pittsburgh should have had a bit of a more high-profile high match, yeah, and a bit more of a bit more of a banger. But she wasn't going to have it here with Danielle Camella, unfortunately, um, who I thought, yeah, just moved a little slowly. And I did find it funny when JR's going, "Oh, I don't know about, much about Danielle Camella. What's she done?" and <laughs> They're running down like her gymnastics and cheerleading background and then and then moved into pro wrestling. And and then he goes, oh, I, I heard she went to Arizona State. Of course, JR, you heard she went to a university. No idea about the Fed that she was in, but yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised JR wasn't telling me more about the Steelers and the football stuff. Yeah, uh, Danielle didn't look too impressive here. We, we weren't too big on her in-ring work. Um, in NXT, I always thought she was kind of a good character. She played that like kind of bratty character and that was fine, but the wrestling never really worked. This was just to get the crowd hyped to see Brit. She then cuts a promo, but Brit Baker trying to cut a promo when she's tired and gassed. Yeah. was she's pretty, exhausted. yeah. She's like, let me tell you. She's like the friend in Malcolm in the middle here. Like slowly. Remember that? It always talk and then breathe and then talk. Yeah, yeah. That was her. She says, "Let's be honest. The women's division 
is a disaster without me. Let's look who we have here. Ruby, run away. She needs to run away, that red-headed little rascal. Then there's Tony Storm. She has the opportunity to face my girl Jamie in the round one. And Tony, if you thought cake in the face was bad, Jamie's going to mop your face up. You're going to want to leave this company too. And then you get a series of ooh from the crowd. She then calls out Jade Cargill and says, what, you, you, you have a baddie section, but you don't have a baddie section here because you think Pittsburgh is ugly? Well, we all know the only people wanting to see Jade wrestle is the one she gives free tickets to in the baddie section. And with her new additions, Red Velvet, I beat you. I beat everyone. I'm the true baddest bitch on the block. Your future Owen Hart winner, DMD. But yeah, basically calling out Jade, which I think could also be your double or nothing TBS women's title match. Brit versus yes. Jade, yeah. Yeah, or or well Brit's Brit's saying she's she wants to win the Owen as well. Yeah, so yeah. uh perhaps. Um but we haven't really I don't think we've seen Brit since the the match with Thunder, have we? So yeah. I wonder if this is a bit of a reset and she's Obviously, she's in Pittsburgh, so she's going to be the face tonight. But I wonder if they're turning her baby face fully after this. Um, interesting, there was no Jamie Hayter or Rebel with her tonight, just the football players. Um, I thought the the content of her promo was good, but she normally delivers this stuff a lot better. And as you said, she was quite out of breath. So it just didn't really have the, the punch to her promo yeah. that she normally does have, uh, which was a shame. I, I just thought this was... Um, they make a big deal of hometown people, and I thought this was a little underwhelming uh, for Brit. Yeah, you would expect they get a bigger matchup just because she's mm. the big star there. But yeah, you watch the show, she looks like a star, especially every time they come here. Britsburg, and like, hey, why not? I love when they treat... Yeah, uh, their, absolutely. They, it looks good. We get a promo video for Sheeta versus Deep. This this feud is still going on, and you know what? I ain't seven mad ab- months. What they said? No, seven months. You're lying. Yeah. Get out of town. Sheeta versus Deep. It's been happening for that long. Wow. Well, you know what? I'm I'm down for this because they're gonna have a yeah. Philly street fight next week on Dynamite, and you know there's gonna be all sorts of if they're doing the Philly. You know Sheeta loves the 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 Canes. So, you know, there's going to be lots kendo of sticks. E- yeah, kendo sticks. You know, there's going to be all sorts of ECW chants and everything. But yeah, I'm actually kind of hyped for this match. I really, I, I'm, I am hyped for the match. I think this is their fifth now. Um, yeah. And I've, I've really enjoyed uh, all their matches so far. This video did make me laugh, though. It's something about watching people smash up shit in their promo videos. Like, yeah. Kaylee Ray, Ray. whenever we see her smashing stuff, I'm never like, oh, badass. I'm just like, that's pretty funny. And here we've just got Deeb smacking this tire with a sledgehammer. She really hated this giant tractor tire. (laughs) Um, Just made me laugh. Uh, But yeah, I'm sure the match will be good. Yeah, the match should be pretty good. And then hopefully they can move on to to something else. They can revisit this in a year or whatever. (laughs) For sure, yeah. It's time they found another dancing partner. I think Deeb should win. And uh, advance and beat up some other people. Eventually, she should be a champion uh, as well. She's a good contender for Thunder Rosa, uh, I think. Uh, 
We go. We, well, other announcements. I mean, before we go to the main event here, there's some announcements for. for we mentioned what's on Rampage, but Dynamite, Lance Archer versus Wardlow. We got Sammy Guevara versus Scorpio in the ladder match. We got Dante Martin, Varsity Blondes, and Lee Johnson and Brock Anderson versus Undisputed Elite, the Philly Street Fight. And then in a match graphic that shocked me and I think shocked the world, Owen Hart qualifier. Dax the Axe versus Cash Wheeler. FTR versus FTR. One on one. Wow. Uh, that sounds insane. That sounds great. Two, ta- two champions, uh, tag team partners going up against each other, and the winner gets to go into the, the, Bret Hart, the Owen Hart qualifying match. But that sounds fantastic. Dynamite yeah. sounds banging next week. No, I, I love that they're doing that because um, – I see them as as like a lifelong tag team. I can't really see them ever doing a split. So a tournament is a perfect opportunity to get that match in. Um, reminds me of, uh, yeah, Gargano and Ciampa the first time, that, that CWC match where you can... DIY fight each other. You can have one, like, I'd have maybe, maybe Dax perhaps lean a little bit more heel in the match, but then you have the... You know, the handshake and all that at the end. I would imagine it would be Dax to move on uh, in the tournament. But, uh, yeah, that match is going to be really good. We don't see a lot of cash singles, do we? No. No. You, so, you think he's going to bust out the 450? Yeah. <laughs> and that's what costs him the match again? Uh, that sounds yeah. great. Honestly, these guys have been on an incredible run with some of these matches. I can't I, – I loved their match with the Bucks a few weeks ago, and I loved – that Briscoe's match, they're on quite the run, and I I'm super interested in this match. This is great. It's like Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero, WrestleMania 21 tag team partner. Mm-hmm. That did lead to the split, but you're right. This team is never splitting. What about the news and people saying that that WWE are reinterested in FTR? They want them to come back. What, what do you think about well, that? I mean, they they offered that they wanted them to stay originally, didn't yeah. they? They offered them a lot of money and and stuff and they just said like no this isn't where tag team wrestling is and that's what we are so i I don't i don't know at this stage in their career i can't see tony wanting to let these guys go uh i feel like they're having a lot of fun right now and especially now the doors are open where they can not that new japan has a great tag division but now that you've opened that door with new japan you've got ring of honor with with uh, other teams you can work with and stuff. I can't see them wanting to go. That they do seem like the kind of guys that have um, a lot of like creative integrity. So I don't think any amount of money is going to send them there. Yeah, honestly, these guys have just been killing it, and I'm sure like they're making good money doing this. But they're also just, I guess, the actual uh, you know creative out you know. The, the the art part of this, the artist in them wants to like do this and look at this look at this run and then this match does. And they've sound got great. an option for another year, haven't they, on their contract? Yeah. So so this could uh, I can't see I can totally see Tony taking up that option. Yeah. Um, so I I can't see them going anywhere. This isn't one where whereas Cody, when you hear the news of that, it's like, yeah, he's totally a guy I could see go over. FTR like Someone like a Cody, it's like, yeah, he wants he wants to be WWE champion one day. He wants that big stink singles run in the biggest company in the world. Like, what you're gonna you're not gonna have that in WWE. 
Yeah. You, you've, already, you've already faced the Usos before. You've already done all that stuff. You already like, had your back shaved. You already almost had yeah, those outfits, those gimmicks. They've held the tag titles a couple of times over there. Like yeah. they, they don't really mean a great deal. And unless WWE really make that tag division prestigious, and I, and I think the tag division right now is the best it's looked for a long time, but you know how hot and cold they are with it. They, they have a, a couple of months where they're like, oh, we actually really like tag team wrestling, and then they push it right back down the card. So I can't see them wanting to go. It's going to take a lot to get them there. I mean, and now that, you know, Bret Hart's kind of looks like he's in the mix, and, you're, yeah. and you, you know, bringing up the fact that they could form this, like, mega team of Bret Hart's kids. Man, Bret Hart's kids sounds great. Let's do it. The Dungeon... Book it. But yeah, uh, I'm hyped for Dynamite next week, which leads us to this final match, the main event of this Dynamite. It's the coffin match. Darby Allen versus Andrade El Idolo. And well, no Sting, no Jose. It's just kind of a one-on-one match, which lasts barely for a few seconds because, you know, the Andrade family office are getting involved. We have Darby with the skateboard who strikes Andrade and scares off the, the cronies here. He then takes them out with some dives, but then gets thrown into the guardrail when they're all teaming up and beating down on, on Darby in the crowd. We see someone wearing this, what, the sting mask and then yeah. takes off and the a, sting a, mask. A cap, yeah, the, ba- the backwards baseball cap, but takes off the sting match, the sting mask. Revealing it's Sting in the match. Sting. Oh my God! Marked out for this moment. I mean, the the he did it in WCW where he's wearing the mask mm-hmm. and then ah he takes it off. It's just actually him. But then he did it with the callback in TNA when he did it, and then now it's calling back to that. Oh my God! I mean, Nat, we're, we're talking about uh, like unfinished business and stuff you need to achieve. He's got to go back to WWE now just to, to just do to that? do this spot. <laughs> I don't know. He's got some great spots here at AEW, but this, <laughs> I don't know what was better, him uh, taking off the mask or him wearing the baseball cap. It was, it was the hat that made <laughs> yeah. it. Because the thing is, with, with his hair, like back, back in like the WCW days, there were so many people that would dress like Sting. And he was obviously so much younger then, and his hairline hadn't been receding as much. Now he's got that like gingery brown receding hairline thing going on. You can tell it's Sting, even in a mask. As (laughs) soon as that hat came off, you're like, yeah, it's Sting. Oh, man. Yeah, I love it. It's I I tweeted the gif, and it's like, when I say I'm going to change, and it's like taking off the mask, revealing, (laughs) nah, I'm still Sting. Uh, But Sting is in the match. He helps Darby. He's beating up these guys. They're all fighting around the crowd. Uh, Sting is, like, climbing up through, like, one of the concourse areas. There's a chair shot from Mark Quinn to Sting, which is huge, to the back, while they're both hanging on this, like, concourse area. But Sting no-sells it, gives him the Sting death stare, sends him down, and they're all, like, hanging below. And we've seen Sting do this a few times, where he then dives off this part of the arena onto everybody. Holy shit, Sting's still doing these crazy jumps. Insane. Uh, we go to commercial break when Darby, when we come back, Darby's in the ring with Andrade. The match continues. Now it's one-on-one fair game. There's a code red, but again, there's no pinfalls or submissions. You have to put the person in the coffin, and it's just a tiny little coffin at the ringside there. Andrade, though, f- beats up Darby coming back from counters. There's a German on the outside. He tries to put him in the coffin. Darby gets dumped onto the steps at one point. Andrade is mad and starts 
breaking the coffin for some reason, which like, okay, well then how's the match gonna end if you break the coffin? Uh, Darby then takes advantage and hits a cannonball tope, sending Andrade crashing into the coffin when Jose, who is Andrade's like manager, runs down, attacks Darby, rips his shirt, but Darby beats him up, eventually shuts the ca- the, sorry, the coffin casket on Andrade and wins the match, but very, very chaotic. Yeah, I didn't like this at all. Um, I, I really like Darby. I really like Andrade. Um, you know, they're both guys who are prepared to have a bit of a, a crazy match. Um, we've seen this, this, I look that the sting spot was fun. Like it's fun watching him jump off the, the balcony. It's fun watching him do the mask thing, but we're seeing it a lot at the moment. And I don't think, I don't think really you, you've got to kind of save these moments though. They feel special. We, we, like, I said the same about the Hardys. It was three weeks in a row of Jeff just jumping off a ladder through a table. Um, is Mark Quinn and the Blade really the two you need to do this spot on in a match you're not even in? <laughs> I don't think so. And and Darby and Andrade could have just had a really good match. The the like the Ethan Page Darby coffin match was leagues Way and better leagues than better than this. Leagues better than this. Like the the only thing I enjoyed was that um, that uh, Tope Suicida cannonball into the coffin. I thought that was cool, but also you saw Andrade just positioning it perfectly. Jose, like he's jacked, he's jacked, but he's ripped. Having to take the top off just to take this bump on the the thumbtack coffin, um, I I found it really quite dull. Yeah, which is surprising for these. Yeah, things. Uh, I. They didn't get a lot of time. It felt like it was very rushed. So maybe things like got pushed back and they lost a lot of time. But it felt really messy. They Look, had enough. They had fifteen minutes. I feel like it was like, less with like with en- with entrances and stuff. But I felt like uh, the Sting. Look, I, I always go crazy when Sting does these crazy spots because he actually still looks fantastic doing it. I don't. I think they just used it to kind of help boost this match because it didn't really have much heat to it. Uh, there was just spots to be spots. Sorry, like, sorry though, but we saw Andrade versus Cody in a in a random last minute street fight. We've seen Derby in so many of these matches. Yeah, like these two are very capable. I didn't, I didn't to like just this match. Have a massive, no. crazy, hardcore brawl. I, you didn't need the other guys there at all. I was expecting. I was expecting more of the what Lucha Underground Day of the Dead casket match. I wanted like you know a whole gimmick, a whole story, and everything. But it felt it felt like it was just kind of all over the place. And then after the match. Darby's celebrating in the ring. Oh, look, the Hardys just come out and, and and pose and do the delete thing on the entrance ramp, kind of staring down Darby like, hey, good job. It's like, what? You didn't come out and help him when he was getting beat up by like six people? Uh, just just all over the place. This, this, show, uh, this show felt like it was on drugs at some times with this up and downs of just weird stuff. But overall, like I still enjoyed the show, but I did not like this main event. And uh, I, th- I think I, I think what really made me like the show and put me in a good mood was uh, kind of still seeing this kind of uh, Blackpool Combat Club thing move forward. But clearly, that match of the night was Kyle O'Reilly Jungle Boy. That really made me go, man, I was that was awesome. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty weak show. Um, the the announcement obviously is exciting of the New Japan show. Um, there wasn't really much story progression 
in anything at all this week. And uh, yeah, that, that Kyle O'Reilly Jungle Boy match was really good and that was worth the watch. But other than that, I, I thought it was a kind of lackluster dynamite for me. Yeah, uh, I think next week will be a lot better. Like, it sounds stacked. Even Rampage sounds awesome. Ishii on the show, so that sounds great. Um, so I'm, I am looking forward to seeing where they go. And with this New Japan stuff, I mean, they have a pay-per-view. They have double or nothing to promote, which I'm sure will be awesome. I do think we, we're going to see Hangman Punk. Uh, maybe Wardlow MJF is also a match you could put on there. Uh, FTR versus Jurassic Express is where I would go. Or uh, Red Dragon or something along those lines. But FTR going for the AEW titles uh, would make a lot of sense as well. Uh, what else would you see on Double or Nothing? Um, what would you book for that pay-per-view? I mean, it's five weeks. You know they're going to start announcing some matches. Sorry, what, what did you say? Hangman? Tags? Like, yeah, FTR Jurassic Express. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, Hangman, uh, yeah, Hangman and... Uh, Punk. Think do do you do uh like what do you see as the final for the Owen? Is that happening on that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Cole I'm versus sure. Kyle. <laughs> In a conflict. No, no. Go for it. Um, um Ishii versus Kyle, no. <laughs> yeah. Thunder Rose's next opponent. Who would you see that Serena as? Serena Deeb. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um So it's kind I of know, I, th- I think yeah, it's punk punk hangman's at Definitely a big one. Uh, probably Moxon Danielson in a in some sort of tag or trios. Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't break that up yet. Trios, you think? Red Dragon and Cole versus the Blackpool Combat Club, or no, okay. the best friends probably would want that spot, right? If they're back from any injuries. Oh, yeah, but we've seen that, haven't we? With Trent, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, uh, and then of course, then the New Japan crossover show, the Forbidden Door. That's later. That's in June. So I mean, then they'll have mm. they'll have about a month to promote that and give away. So maybe they don't announce those matches until like up to that point, which really sucks. But uh, yeah, I mean, those are there's going to be some big matches. I know people are going to be like, yeah, we want Kenny versus Ibushi and Kenny Okada again. Or uh, there's there's so many different dream. I mean, Danielson. Sorry, Dragon v Dragon is another one. Why we mentioned that as well? I mean, 100%, that's, that's yeah. got to happen. That's the big money match as well. But uh, lots of dream matches happening. Tony Tony Khan, the ultimate uh, GM mode, just in real life, just white claws. Having a good time, booking wrestling just because he wants to. Good for him. Bless him. And I hope this Ring of Honor <laughs> Warner deal or whatever, something happens with – it sounds like Ring of Honor is going to get a, a, a streaming serv- – they're going to do something with a streaming service and Ring of Honor is a whole dif- different show and stuff. But yeah, uh, yeah, pro wrestling. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate you checking out BD Elite and chatting all about Dynamite. And, of course, go check out Up Next to hear us talk all about the – uh, awesome show that NXT 2.0 put on last night. Just awesome. You, it's on. I, I would recommend going and watching the entire show uh, as well. Just to, to if you didn't, uh, and then of course all the shows on our Patreon as well because we do so many different podcasts. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. Listen to Shot in the Dark as well in this feed. But we'll be back next week with some some reunion with. Uh, with Davey P coming home. So uh, we appreciate you yeah. guys. Join the Facebook page. Find the Facebook group through that. And, of course, at Up Next Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. I, myself, Brayden Harrington. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, even goddamn TikTok, at the Bray D. And you can find me at Davey Portman. That's it. That's all. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And oink, oink. 
bitch. Ahoy! Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO. Dan, so glad we were able to meet today. Thanks for coming over. Whoa, what's that? Pretty awesome, right? It's my new FlexiSpot E7 Pro Plus standing desk. Goes from sitting to standing with the push of a button. You know, I've been thinking about getting a desk like that. I have back pain from being in a chair all day, but I feel like they're either cheap and flimsy or crazy expensive. That's why I went with FlexiSpot. This desk is super sturdy, but totally affordable. The base is made of automotive-grade carbon steel. Sit on it. Okay. Hey, this is cool. All right, I want in on one of these. Where do I find FlexiSpot? Just go to their website, FlexiSpot.com. And go right now because they're giving an extra $80 off their already low prices. Go to FlexiSpot.com and use code 80OFF to get an extra $80 off the E7 Pro Plus Standing Desk. Backed by an industry-leading 15-year warranty. Don't wait. This special offer will not last long. Go to FlexiSpot.com and use code 80OFF. That's F-L-E-X-I-S-P-O-T.com. Go to FlexiSpot.com now.